When you stop focusing on yourself, and instead of um, focusing on yourself, you focus on God and say, God, um, what do you want me to do with this? Well, I want you to give me your burden. Okay, fine. And so you give him your burden again, and he's like, I've got this, I've got this. And sometimes um, you have to do that every single day, every hour, you know, because Satan will come back in your mind and be like, you can't do this. It's just terrible. Life's going to be terrible. You know, confirming lies. You might hear somebody talk about you. You're like, yep, I knew they didn't like me. I knew I was a bad person. I mean, all these little things, Satan knows your weaknesses. So he's going to try his hardest to just bring you down, bring your witness for God all the way down so that nobody else can benefit from you. And so you have to just solidly every single day, you've got to have those devotions. You've got to focus on what God, what do you want me to do today? What is your plan for me today? Um, how can it help me? It fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord. I am so not good on my own. I need you so badly. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners, and welcome to my Season 3, Episode 124, Trusting God with Every Breath, featuring my special guest, Amy Meacham. This is your Chief Storyteller host, Michelle Saunders-Gutch, and thank you for listening and watching my show that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone. Friends, I hope the month of January has gotten off to a great start and you're now moving into February. So just a few reminders before I bring my guests to the mic. First reminder is if you haven't had a chance to get a copy of the 52-week Altered Stories Ministry devotional digital download, you can go to www.alteredstories.org forward slash Devo to purchase and download. All proceeds for the sales go to Altered Stories Ministry too. And with the Devo, you can easily go to the top 52 episodes and listen to one each week on our website. And you can also sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date on our Altered Stories Ministry happenings. Also, another reminder is that Altered Stories Ministry has a podcast channel, and it is set up on YouTube where you can view the episodes this year as well as the audio episodes. Um, they're still out there, and you can hear them on your favorite platform. But if you haven't, please do subscribe to my channel or subscribe to the podcast uh, out there. We would love it. And I also would like to remind you that I'm always looking for viewer, listener testimonials and would love your feedback on this show and our stories. So now, friends, I'm excited and honored to bring to the mic my first guest of February, special guest, Amy Meacham. And Amy's a wife and mother of two, and she holds a doctorate in education. She is outspoken and passionate about sharing her faith with others, and we're going to hear about God's complete faithfulness as she shares her story, and she has also been an educator, friends, for more than 20 
years. So now let's get to know Herb. Welcome to the Altered Story Show. Amy, how are you doing? Hi, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm grateful that you're here. And do tell us a little bit more about who you are personally. Well, you caught me here at school. You can see from the background, I'm at school. I'm in my classroom. I teach English at a local Christian uh, school here, a K through eight school. I'm a middle school English teacher. So grades six, seven, and eight come into my room. And I love it so much. I get to use my voices, you know, with reading out loud. And I get to hear them laugh at Charles Dickens. And it's just really, really fun. I just love, love, love my job. Um, so yeah, I'm a teacher and I have more than two kids. I actually have five. Um, and so oh, wow. they keep me busy. I, that's right. You probably, did you get married? And then, no, no, you always. No, had, okay. you're good. I've always, well, I've had four and then got a bonus daughter. So four oh. plus one is five. No, you're okay, good. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that keeps me busy. Although the youngest one is in high school. And so she is about to leave the nest soon. And so Empty nesters is in our future, which we're kind of looking forward to. It's been a long time. I've had kids at home for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love kids. I love them. It's super fun. So yeah, I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. And like you mentioned, I just wrote a book. So that's been really exciting. Um, so yeah, God fills my days with a lot of good stuff. And um, I'm just so happy to be here with you today. Oh, well, cool. I love the fact that you're an educator and that you give so much to the children and those that you teach um, and pour out to. I mean, I think of my daughter and how important her education was, her Christian education too. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So I really regard and respect that. So, you know, Amy, you and I've had a few conversations, you know, short here, short here, but I yeah. would love to know from your perspective why you think Christian women should share their God stories. What what is so important about sharing your story? Oh, it's such a good question. I would say um, it's so important with women um, to be yeah. able to relate to each other because we all have struggles. And oftentimes in our Instagram world, we post, you know, perfect families, the perfect family picture um, and all of this stuff. And it's so important to know, you know, everybody lives real, real lives. I can remember when my kids were little and I wasn't feeling well. And I think my baby was maybe a year and I had two, four and six. And I think I, I just plopped myself on the floor in the living room, put up a gate and like sprinkled, literally sprinkled Cheerios on the floor, put on Winnie the Pooh. And I'm like, I'm taking a nap. Like I can't do this anymore. And it's just like, that is real life. I mean, yes. women, we need to be able to say, you know, Hey, I'm having a hard time or, you know, ask advice from people. Um, we are not perfect. And as Christians too, I think sometimes we think that we have to be that perfect Christian. We go to church and you know, everyone's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. You know, no, we're not fine. And it's okay not to be fine. And we need those women in our lives to give us hope to know that they're also going through something or they have gone through something because we will be going through things. This life is just that way. And so when you can see and identify with other people, like, mm -hmm. hey, they got through this. This is what so-and-so did. Um, you know, with young kids, we do that all the time, right? Well, what formula did you use or what this and that, right? But we need to keep doing that with people. We need to be able to be relatable because that is how we can bring all of our sisters together and march onwards towards what God has for us. 
Yeah, that is such a great way of talking um, about authenticity and relatability. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why it's so difficult to be real sometimes with people. I just think there's um, expectations maybe we put on ourselves even that forces us to, you know, put on a facade of, oh, if we dare show that, you know, we're not on our game today or, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you yesterday, I felt terrible. Mm. I mean, I felt awful. I had an allergic reaction. I ended up getting very sick and yet I found myself not wanting anybody to know about it. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have this expectation of myself. You just keep going. You just keep, but I mean, I was very, very sick for about two hours, you know, trying to work through whatever I ate or whatever my body was reacting to or whatever. I mean, and yet I I would barely go there or tell anybody. I I was even having a hard time telling my husband. Mm. So mm-hmm. I just think that <laughs> we got to free our, ourselves up sometimes to be we able do. to, to be able to deal with stuff like that. Having friends wanting to judge us or say, well, what, what did you eat? And you shouldn't have eaten that. And you know what I'm trying to say? So, I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. giving an example of that, but there's many, many, yeah. many, many, many women who just, mm-hmm. You know, I, I know there's a few trying to break the barrier and they're putting themselves out there with no makeup or putting themselves out there with, hey, I had I'm not doing so good. And I think it paralyzes people. Yeah, they don't know how to react, really, yeah. to being real because we're just so being used to being fake, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I started the show. And I sure hope that people are appreciating it because I do think. The women like you that come on the show do try to share their struggles, their where they were, where they are. The authenticity of, of your story is really, I think, what people are seeking. So moving on, Amy, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> where does your trusting God with every breath God's story begin? Well, I would tell you, um, I, probably when I was little, growing up in a Christian family, um, I had wonderful parents. So I grew up trusting God, right? Um, and it's not really until you face real struggles in your life that you really know what that means. I didn't really have a lot of struggles. You know, I was in a, um, a two, two-parent family, one brother who was annoying, but I like him now, um, you know. And so, um, you know, life was, was pretty great. Um, and so... Um, trusting God really came through, I would say, after my marriage ended. So um, I had um, a wonderful, a wonderful marriage to my high school sweetheart. He was my first boyfriend. Um, and when I was 16, uh, married when I was 20 uh, with all the church trimmings and all of that stuff. Um, and so he and I lived um, as a married couple happily for 20 years. We had four kids, um, you know, two girls and two boys. What could be better? literally looking like the idyllic family um, because, you know, like we'd go out, out to eat and the kids would sit there nicely, you know, I mean, it just, we would go to the store and I would have all of them with me, you know, cause I stayed home and 
on one annoying thing I'd have like these little old ladies come up and be like you have so many helpers and like like, "Uh uh-huh I have four kids yes I do (laughs) but I know they're trying to be nice but um but you know golden retriever we had a house that you know you put you know an old house candles in all the windows at Christmas um like I said I stayed home which was so nice Uh, my husband was a mailman so we just scrimped and saved we had one car I mean it worked great and we had plenty and I was able to be home with them which was so nice I homeschooled which was fun um didn't want to do that at first you know how sometimes God will ask you to do something and you're like no I'm not gonna do that but then you're like okay fine I will um but that was homeschooling with me I just I didn't want to do that for some reason but God called me to that and that was so beautiful I was home for like I said that whole time but then for 10 years you know, the kids at the table, I mean, we'd be done by noon. I started this homeschooling group where we got field trips and gym time and it grew to a hundred families. So a lot of, a lot of really good times. And, and the kids will say that I was their hardest teacher, even when they went to, you know, Christian high school, um, just because I know kids can do so much and, you know, God used that to develop my love of teaching. And so, um, so yeah, um, God prepared me for what was going to happen. Um, and he does that to all of us. He knows what's going to happen. And so if you pay attention to the details, you can look back and be reminded about how faithful he is. Um, And that's the big takeaway I want people to remember is that God is so faithful when you're going through things. You look back and you see how he was faithful. And that gives you hope for the future, knowing that he will continue to always be faithful to you as long as you trust him. So um, going back to the education part, it was a couple years before um, God said, all right, you're done homeschooling. You're done. The anointing lifted. And I'm like, yes, it's gone. And so I went back to school online um, to get my master's degree in teaching because I thought, you know, I just really like this teaching thing. I think I'd like to do that. And so um, I did that um, and I got my teaching degree. Um, and so and also a couple years before everything happened, um, I was one of those women, and here's where I'll be vulnerable. I did not have regular devotions, and I wanted to have regular devotions. I heard you're supposed to have regular. My mother did regular, but I just, I just didn't want to. And yes, I read the Bible, and I did stuff, but it wasn't like every day this was what I'm going to do, right? And so, you know, again, a couple years before everything happened, God just laid it on my heart, like I want to do devotions. So it was about. Um, every, every morning, right. I'm reading Oswald Chambers utmost for his highest. That's one of my favorites. Um, reading the Bible through, yeah. Reading the Bible through or whatever it was. But so a couple years, God is like digging my well, um, because he knew that I needed to be drawing from something deeper than what I had, um, at the time. So, yeah. So fast forward, it, it is now my first year teaching my first time with a job outside of the house full time so that's number one right and then plus I had the kids at home and then my first year teaching in a classroom all day you know like that's a really big deal because you plan and plan and plan but they teach you how to do this in high in college (laughs) you know what do you do when Johnny does that or whatever so um so that was a big deal and then that fall my husband of 20 years um, he just, he was just broken about something. I just, I thought it was me, but it was him. And he came to me one Sunday morning and said, you know, I've always been gay and I've just never told you. And I was like, very confused because we had four kids and I'm like, this is out of the blue. Like, I know I'm naive, but I like, I never saw this coming. Like, I just, I, I I'm convinced looking back 
that I never, I didn't really understand what he was telling me. So that Sunday morning, he told me he had always been gay. And like I said, it just, it never entered my mind because we had four kids and we went to, we went to church. He was a Christian, came from a Christian family. So it just was really out of the blue. Um, so that set off um, a trajectory of ultimately ending in divorce that mm -hmm. next summer, because he clearly, when he told me that, he was done with the marriage. Like, I think he had been struggling with it for a while. I mean, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Didn't ask a lot of questions. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember because um, I was so upset. Um, but he wanted to be done. And so I tried, we tried counseling, but it just, he wasn't, it just wasn't in his real house. Like he just wasn't yeah. wanting to go there. Yeah. Um, I had my oldest son was also very angry. So he was going through anger problems. And yeah. then my, I had an older daughter who was really, really struggling um, with her self-worth and a whole plethora of stuff that goes along with that. Um, so she was really struggling. And then our golden retriever also passed away that spring. So it was oh just one my. thing. And that's like nothing in comparison, literally, even though I missed the dog, <laughs> but just, just such a bad year. Um, just such a bad year. And I tell you, if I had not had that well of, of um devotions like i mentioned um mm -hmm. if i did not have the background in being a christian and the background in just simply always trusting god like yes my family fell apart that did not lead me to say god where are you i'm mad at you i ne that never entered my mind because i knew i did nothing wrong like i just this just happened and so there was nothing I could do. And so what are you going to do when there's nothing you could do? Are you going to cry and scream and just hide in your bed? Well, I did that, of course, but I didn't stay there because I knew that was not where I should stay. God was calling me higher. Yes, I had to grieve. I've grieved for a while, but God lifted me out because I said, no, I trust you. Like, I know you have a plan. You have promised that you will um, fill the void. You will walk with me. You were, you're, you haven't gone anywhere. So show me Lord, literally what I'm supposed to do. Cause it was again, no divorce in my family. Like I was the first, <laughs> I was like, like, so this was just so, so, so weird. But like I said, God prepared me by getting me a teaching job. Right. I mean, who knew that I would need a job. Um, and then, like I said, the devotion, I had friends around me, my family, um, God was totally there, um, every step of the way. Um, Definitely yeah. walking in the dark, just like any women that you talk to when you're going through something, you're walking in the dark, right? You don't know what's coming. You have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't see that coming. So what's next? <laughs> um, but in those tender moments, though, I mean, really, and I'm sure all your guests can identify, it's like, you know that God is there. You know he's taking care of you because you have nothing else to, to, to rely on. You can't rely on yourself because apparently you know, nothing's going right. You know, you can't rely on other people, but you can only rely on God. And that is so, so wonderful to know that even though I wouldn't want to do it again, but you know, it's so wonderful to have that, to have that relationship. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful story of how God's faithfulness really played out in your situation. I yeah. mean, and I know God does go before us and that was so evident, but it's like, sometimes we don't know, right? We don't know what is in store. And yeah. so, you know, all you can do is just trust that he's been faithful. He will continue to be faithful. He mm -hmm. um, 
knew this was happening, was going to happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard, though. I mean, I'm sure you were in shock for a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then working through how do you keep from feeling like shame from that situation, you know, and how do you deal with the discussion of that? If somebody's asking you, well, what happened in your in your marriage or people who find out that you're going through a divorce? Mm -hmm. How did you handle that? I mean, you're you obviously had faith, great faith, but in the Christian community itself, people are so judgmental at times. They can they can be. And so um I, I've just share with our listeners how that how God worked with you through that and how you dealt with that. I would say my story is a little unique in that um because he had said he was gay, there was literally nothing that I could do to change mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel nothing I could do to prevent it because we had a normal relationship. And so I think that in my situation helped remove some of the stigma or the shame because I, in my mind, did not participate in uh, the divorce happening. It just was thrust upon me. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, I and, do. And so mm -hmm. I think that helped because I did go through divorce care at a church. And honestly, a lot of it didn't apply to me. I was surrounded by a lot of bitter and angry women um, and mm -hmm. who are just blaming the husband the whole time. And I'm like, okay, sure. But did you do, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not, I know, no, nobody's perfect. We right. have problems. I'm so not perfect. I'm the farthest from perfect ever. <laughs> I'm just not, but um, I think that helped remove some of that, but yes, you're right. Being a divorced person, I don't like the title. I hate it, actually. I mean, I thought, you know, I want to have a 50-plus-year marriage like my grandparents did and my parents and my great grand, you know, everybody. Right. And, I mean, I do quite, I mean, like, Lord, why'd you take that away from me? Like, that's not fair, you know? Um, but I do think that, unfortunately, in the Christian community, there are, I think I've heard, there's, it's close or similar to the world as far as divorce. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very unfortunate. Um, but I can be and, and I can be one of those people that is um, a spokesperson for the broken. And honestly, that's what God told me one day, because I was kind of moaning and whining, you know, Lord, why me? You know, this they're not I, I didn't see yeah. any of this coming. Like I missed my perfect little family it was not perfect. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, but he's like, no, I mean, our world is broken. I came to save the broken. And our world is broken and they need testimonies to um, remember how faithful I am, you know, to give them hope. And you're one of those people. I'm like, all right. It's kind of like when I was the homeschooling thing, fine. You know, I mean, and that's okay, you know, to say it's fine like that to God, because, you know, you he has my heart. He's working on it. Yes. I, yes. I, I'm not saying I, I love my role. I'm so happy that I can I can do that for people because there is so much brokenness in this world and it's unnecessary. Yes. We, yeah. we, we heap, we heap um, guilt and shame upon ourselves, like you mentioned. Um, and that's not from the Lord. That's not from the Lord. No, um, yes, not. We all make mistakes. And whether you have a part in whatever happens to your family or not, I mean, you have to give it all to the Lord. You just have to keep giving it to him. 
all these burdens that Satan wants to put on you and burdens that you have for yourself, for your family or for the world or whatever, but you have to give them to God and then you have to let him hold them. Um, because oftentimes we give our burdens to God and then we take them back because yes. we think <laughs> we've got a really good idea on what to do, right? You uh, bet. But, you know, uh, there's that control piece again. So yeah, we, yeah, we just need to keep giving all of our burdens and things to God and then keep trusting him that he has got this. We have to do our part, right? But we have to also be still and trust that he is the Lord. What a mature way of sharing. I mean, Amy, it takes a lot to get to that maturity level. One of the things, and I hope this isn't too personal, but I would love to know, how did you help your kids through the acceptance of this situation with their dad who has come out and say, you know, and shared he was gay? I mean, how how did you, as a mom, reconcile that or deal with that? Well, um, one of the things we went through with a divorce is um, having, um, it was kind of like a parenting class on how to go through a divorce or be divorced with children. And the yeah. number one takeaway was don't bash the, oh. the dad of your kids because that yeah. is their only dad that they will have yeah. and vice versa as well. And, you know, he was my best friend all those years and I didn't wish him ill I was broken about being, I did feel rejected and I yeah. have dealt with, ha, had to deal with that. Um, yeah. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't wish him ill at all. I don't agree. I mean, biblically speaking, um, it's been a big wrestling with the family um, as far as faith and everything. Um, I would say um, the kids have accepted him exactly how he is. And so there has not been any, mm-hmm. any, any of that. And I would, I would say um, sometimes I feel lonely on my side, if you want to say side. There's no side, but I mean, standing with um, what God says about homosexuality sometimes is lonely um, in this world. Um, And sometimes we pay for that with relationships or whatever. Um, But yeah, we've always been, um, he and I have always been friends. Um, Don't talk to him that often because I am remarried and all of that. But um, but yeah, I, I just, I just, don't wish him any ill at all. So, yeah. Well, that again is a godly way. And I honor that. Um, what a great lady you are and a mother. Um, I would love to hear how you met the new man. Oh, <laughs> do you, well, do you don't mind do sharing? everything online. Of course I did. Um, Christian mingle. Um, it's a, it was back, back in the day. Um, you know, 10 years ago. Oh, so, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was funny because when I first started doing that kind of thing, the girls, my girls would sign me up and be like, Hey, what color do you like? I'm like yellow. I don't know. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, so that, that was fun. Um, and yes, my husband, um, he had lost his wife a long, long time ago and had a daughter. Um, so she had lost her mother when she was two. And so I was her only, the only mom that, um, came into her life. So I met her when she was, oh, I don't know, seven, I think, or something. Um, so, so yeah, she's my bonus girl. And so she has joined the family. The kids love her and she loves them. And it just, it's been wonderful. So yeah, God just is very faithful to redeem. You have to go through all of the junk and everything sometimes, but, um, but he is so, so faithful when you trust that he has got you, right? Yeah, that's the key. 
I mean, it's so hard to get that get over self, right? Trying to go through why, 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 why does this happen to me? And then you go into so much introspection, right? You go through periods or seasons of like, oh my gosh, what could have I done? What should have I done? I mean, there's, you know, like you said, there's, you kind of had to accept the fact that there just wasn't any way to reconcile. I mean, this is just the, the, what came out and that's where you had to go forward. But I do think that um, it does take surrendering from what you've shared and you got to just move forward as you can. And as you heal all those things. And I would love to hear from you, any advice you have, Amy, you know, include favorite scriptures. And I know you've got your book, all those wonderful things, but you know, for those that might be listening today that are struggling with a situation, maybe where they're, you know, they, they found out their husband or their wife is not interested in being monogamous and, you know, another woman, you know, affairs, all kinds of reasons why people can divorce. But yeah, what advice do you have from a biblical perspective and then any encouraging scriptures and feel free to talk about your book and everything here too. Sure. Um, I would say it's so important to know that God is faithful. Like I said, in all the details of your life, um, I encourage people to write down things that make you smile because God gives those things to you for you because he sees you. He sees, um, he sees you all the way from before you were born. He had a plan for you. Um, so yeah, notice those details that God gives you because then you see that he is always with you. Um, sometimes it could be flowers that someone sends you or an email or a note um, or even a smile from a stranger. And then you doing that to other people can really brighten other people's days. Like I like to um, encourage people. I'm an encourager. So noticing how faithful God is, is super, super important. Um, I'm an encourager. And so I like to say things to people. So if I notice someone's shirt, so I'll be like, Hey, I really like your shirt. And, you know, you're saying that to a stranger, you just sometimes you just look like you made their day. They'll like brighten up in a smile. And even like a gruff old guy at Home Depot or something, I'll be like, hey, I really like your shirt. Be like, oh, well, thank you. You know, yeah. And so just, just, you know, spreading, spreading love wherever you can go. Um, Jesus to other people is really fun. But yeah, I would say um, takeaways, noticing, like I said, the details that God gives you, um, writing them down. Like I said, I have a list. I not as good as I want to do. That was one of my New Year's resolutions is keep up yeah. my list. But yeah. every single day, write down a couple of things that were, and you could say were a win, but basically it's like something that made you smile, something God did for you that day. Like even, you know, hey, he prepared me for this interview or um, my husband made me coffee or um, the girl brought in the mail or the dog didn't puke on the carpet, whatever it is, you know, something that God, that, you know, wins for the day. You know, God is just yeah. so, so faithful to all of that. Um, and then I would say um, it's important to not focus on our own strength, because sometimes when we are in the dumps, like you mentioned, when we when we don't want to get out of bed um, because life just seems so, so hard and such a struggle. Um, it's usually when we're doing that, we're usually focusing on ourselves um, and what can we do to improve the situation? We can't do anything. So now we're hopeless. Um, or we're hoping that somebody else will change or somebody else will want to change or they're not doing it or ah, ah, just like all this yeah. stuff. 
And then your mind just keeps going down, down, down into the toilet. And I've been there, right? And then you're staying down in the toilet and you're just like, oh, life is just terrible. Um, but that is not what God wants for you. And so when you stop focusing on yourself, and instead of um, focusing on yourself, you focus on God and say, God, um, what do you want me to do with this? Well, I want you to give me your burden. Okay, fine. And so you give him your burden again. And he's like, I've got this. I've got this. And sometimes um, you have to do that every single day, every hour, you know, because Satan will come back in your mind and be like, you can't do this. It's just terrible. Life's going to be terrible. You know, confirming lies. You might hear somebody talk about you. You'd be like, yeah. yep, I knew they didn't like me. I knew I was a bad person. I mean, all these little things, Satan knows your weaknesses. So he's going to try his hardest to just bring you down, bring your witness for God all the way down so that nobody else can benefit from you. And so you have to just solidly every single day, you've got to have those devotions. You've got to focus on what God, what do you want me to do today? What is your plan for me today? Um, how can and, and help me fill me with your Holy Spirit? Help me, Lord. I am so not good on my own. I need you so badly. Um, another thing I like to do is when I'm in a bad mood, because these things happen, don't they, girls? Um, you, I, I like to listen to worship music. Oh, and that's so good. Yeah, it's so, it just literally changes my focus and mood because now all of a sudden I, I love music because I love the mm -hmm. piano. I love all that stuff, but I just put my earbuds in and I just like sing and I don't even sing. I do sing, but I, what I mean is it's in my head because I have people around me. I'm not like singing yeah. in the kitchen, but it's yeah. in my head, right? Because I'm like usually kind of mad, you know? Anyways, God is like filling my head with this wonderful worship music. And that just, you know, shifts my focus to God. You are in control. You've got this. Um, it's not in my own strength. I don't even have to worry. I literally don't have to worry about this because you've got this. I know you do. Look at the past. You've done this, 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 and this. You're right here with me right now. You're helping me listen to worship music. My mood is better. And I know you're going to be here tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And so you just focus on God. And then, and that just really, really helps me. Um, so oh, man. Um, one of my, one of my favorite scriptures is on the back of my book. It's Psalm 46, five. It says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And um, I love, love, love that. Because sometimes when you're in traffic, you're literally not moving, right? But it can also mean like your teenager comes to you with an attitude and you like literally did nothing. And you're not going to be moving your attitude in response, right? To crap, right? You're going to be <laughs> like still, you're going to, you're going to, Stay steady, right? Um, the late bill that comes in the mail, or I don't know, something happens to your car, or the dog is runs, whatever happens, you're not going to be moved. Whatever happens in your life, it's not going to move you from the peace that you have, knowing that God is on the throne, that He is there with you. Um, so that's what I strive to be, um, have in my in myself um, as much as possible to remember that God is bigger. And I'm this big and he's covering me. He's literally got me under his wings. Um, and I'm not, nothing's going to move me from out of his safety, out of his protection, out of his joy, love, and peace. So um, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I'm so bad at this all the time, but we're all imperfect. And I just keep, keep going, right? When you know the truth in your mind, just keep going, keep trying because God will help you. Well, that is really great wisdom. And we all know that we can't walk in that every single day, every moment. But I mean, we have some of those things in our control. And, and mm -hmm. so 
it's really uplifting. And I'm assuming that devotion of yours probably has what some of that kind of uplifting, encouraging way yep. of helping you walk through the journey. Yep. Is that right? Because it it's a 365 yep. days devotion. Yep. Okay. Yep. 365. Yep. Okay. So tell us how you can be reached and how others can best support you before we wrap up. Sure. Yeah. My book is called Trusting God with Every Breath. You can buy it on Amazon, um, christianbook.com, really anywhere. Barnes and Noble sells it. Um, so yeah, I would love for you to pick that up and leave me a review um, over there. Um, it's so fun to see everyone's reactions. I have people come to me often and be like, hey, I pulled your book out and someone else ordered it right away because I just loved what I read. Or or they'll say, hey, that was exactly what God wanted me to hear today. Thank you so much. And it's just it's just humbling because all of these devotions came um, just in little little blips from God. I would say yeah. um, I started a blog um, uh, a long a long time ago, probably nine, ten, eleven years ago. Um, and I just write weekly devotions, um, things that God has shown me, um, all along the same lines of everything I've talked about. Um, so my blog is amylinnea.com, A-M-Y-L-I-N-N-E-A.com. So that is there, all my in, you know interviews of other things that are there. And, um, but yeah, um, but my book is super, it was super fun to write and God just laid it into my lap. Um, it, that's another God story. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but you know, God is just faithful, right? And that's the point is when you give him yourself and you are um, submitting to his will um, he comes and gives you little surprises and little fun things. Um, and he is right there with you and you don't have to worry because he is going before you. And that is just literally amazing that God of the universe who created everything is right I here know. with you. I mean, I mean, what? We don't even grasp that, no, right? We, just we don't. literally don't. So we don't. We are just, we are so blessed. We are. We are incredibly blessed. And again, thank you so much for your time and sharing your God story. And I know this is going to be uplifting, encouraging, helping those that are jumpstarting their February and keep going through the year. And friends, uh, we're going to have uh, Amy's episode up on our website, too, and she'll have her own episode page and some of the links, um, some of her quotes, all those wonderful things um, to encourage you. But wouldn't you love to have an Amy in your life? Every time. I mean, her kids are just very, very blessed because she is so energizing and so uplifting. And I just love your spirit. I love your optimism. I love you, how you lean into your faith. And so uh, I really know this is going to bless many, 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 many. Okay. So now, Thank friends. You. It's time for a mental health tip from our ministry partner and licensed professional counselor, Sherry Puckett. Hello, friends. This is Sherry Puckett, licensed professional counselor. And today I want to talk about stress. I also want to talk about meditation. So when I say meditation, you may be freaking out thinking, oh, my goodness, what is she going to have us do? Some weird thing that we're not comfortable with. Well, I assure you, this is not that, but I am going to talk about stress and meditation. So um, today, first, I want to read Psalm 1-2. It says, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Psalm 63 says, I'm sorry, Psalm 63-6 says, when I remember you upon my bed, I meditate upon you in the night watches. 
Meditation is actually in scripture. So when I talk about meditation, I'm talking about encountering Jesus. So let's put the two together. How many of you guys out there are stressed out? Maybe the world is freaking you out with everything going on around the world and in our country. Maybe it's your personal life. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. You've got a to-do list that never seems to end. Guess what? I can join that club as well. Um, I've got a crazy to-do list and I get worked up about things happening in the world as well. But I have learned meditation and how important it is that we live a life of encountering Jesus in our everyday, in our everyday lives. And so I want to talk to you and give you a little bit of some good, helpful tips on what to do and how to uh, keep your focus on what is true, and that is our Savior Jesus. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I do. Um, Every morning I wake up early before the sun rises and I turn on my coffee pot. I grab my favorite mug and pour the coffee in the coffee mug, find my favorite spot facing the yard because I love the outdoors, and I sit there and my mind is everywhere. Oh my goodness, I've got to do this. I've got to call this person. And, and just like you guys, my mind is all over the place. But when I grab that coffee, basically I, I, I allow myself to feel the warmth of the mug in my hand and the smell of the coffee, and then I just worship. I say, God, I love you. Thank you that we get to spend this special time together every morning, just you and me together. I thank you for that. I thank you. So the mug, the warm mug, is what we call grounding. It's one way to ground yourself so that your mind becomes more less distracted and more focused on the here and now. And so for me, a warm mug does it. For you, it could be a candle. You may light a candle and the smell and the aroma of the candle helps to ground you and keep you focused on the here and now. Um, And then once I am in the moment, then I meditate on scripture. And I, Psalm 63, for example, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. And just stay there. Teach yourself how to meditate on just that portion of scripture that speaks to your heart and helps you to understand who you are and who God is. Early will I seek you, my soul thirsts for you. Let your soul thirst for God. Psalm 63 is a beautiful um, psalm to meditate on. And then as you meditate on that, don't feel rushed to go to the next verse. Don't feel rushed to do something uh, special. Just be in the moment. God loves time spent with you. And when you can be in the moment and meditate on his word, you are connecting your spirit. Well, your spirit is already connected to God, but you are aware of the presence of the Lord living on the inside of you. So what happens when you slow yourself down and you magnify the Lord, you're grounding yourself so that your mind is not racing so much. Guess what? Your heart rate slows down, your body relaxes, but most importantly, you are encountering God with all of your mind. Sometimes the enemy will throw stuff at you. You'll begin to think about horrible things that happened to you in your past or, you know, something horrible that you don't want to meditate on all the time. 
Remember grounding. Jesus paid it all. Jesus has made you a new creation. You are his beloved and he is yours. I hope that makes sense. And I challenge you to go find your way of grounding yourself and encounter Jesus meditating on his beauty. All right. I will talk to you next time. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 